that look like a lot of memes. Those are good memes. This year was just memes. Thoughtful banter. Sometimes thoughtful. Mostly banter. All the memes. What is going on, guys? Peace be upon you. This is Magdi. I'm with my co-host, Hussein, and our guest, Hussein, here today. Hussein, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show. I mean, the first episode, Hussein and I were both blown away. Yeah, I can't, I can't even like put into words <laughs> my shock at how much support you guys showed on Instagram and YouTube. 60 views is not a lot, but it's way more than I was expecting. I would be real. I was expecting like 15 to 20. And, I don't know, you guys showed out. Showed out and showed Absolutely. up. <laughs> I mean, we already have a Patreon, so shout out to our Patreon. And if you're seeing this episode early, that's because you're a Patreon and you're awesome. Patron and you're awesome. Um, but let's get right into it. So, we first want to give you guys a brief description of what Thoughtful Banter is, because we haven't done that yet. We just kind of start off, start off strong. I think we start off the right way, but we want to give a little bit of introduction. Yeah, so I'm, I'm just going to give you guys a little bit of background. Okay. Me and Matt, you have tried to create a lot of projects in the past and the thing that's been oftentimes held us back is like the fallacy of perfection where everything has to be like in tip-top yeah. shape and everything has to be exactly perfect before we put it out and so with this I was kind of like bro I don't care we're gonna record something <laughs> just put it out yeah no information no update no announcement just put it out just do it just do it and so I think it was necessary for us to just put out that first episode yeah. like that um, and I think, I think it's better to do something yeah. than to think about doing something. Yeah, that's the thing. And so for us, that was really big because it just was like, it put everything in motion. Mm -hmm. So excuse the lack of introduction to our official Thoughtful Banter channel, but now no we'll excuse. give it to you guys right here. No excuse, all right? Y'all get what you get. <laughs> um, but Bismillah, so Thoughtful Banter is just a podcast of two Muslim brothers who want to create a safe space and open a safe space for honest and laid back, but also meaningful discussions to be had. So whether you want to discuss religion, anime, politics, whatever is happening in the world currently, this is a podcast for you. You can support us on our Patreon, which we'll talk about later on in this episode. Plug. Plug. So bismillah. So um, I think one point that we got a lot of positive feedback from from our last episode, mm -hmm. where we were talking about as Muslims, we have Muslim problems. And like problem, Muslim problems are problems you only have when you're a Muslim. Yeah. For example, if you're a hijabi <laughs> yeah. and you get bullied for wearing hijab, that's only because you're a hijabi. Mm -hmm. You know, you taking off that scarf, that would take away that problem from you. Yeah. So we're talking about these kinds of Muslim problems. And one point I was thinking of was, well, sometimes we don't use the Muslim solutions that we have for Muslim problems because we don't understand the solution and I think that a lot of times the solution like you should understand the solution to something before implementing it mm -hmm. what did you say so yeah so um, first of all Bismillahirrahmanirrahim um, so I, I think uh, this all goes back to our misconception and our thought that like Islam is just about praying just about fasting and mm -hmm. and kind of everything else in life how to live how to dress um, how, when to get married and all this stuff I think we think often that that's just for society to decide, that's for the time to decide, when very often, in so many different uh, situations in our life, so many different problems that we face in life, Islam actually has the solutions to them. Uh, it's just us who don't put the efforts to go out and read what Islam has to say, what the Prophet has to say, what the Quran has to say, and there's so much more to Islam than we may think, and one of those things is marriage and details of when to get married, and you know, uh, why to get married and the purposes for which you should get married and who to try to find for a perfect mate and so on and so forth. And yeah, I think we just, we need to put the efforts and try to learn more about all those 
that it's not nice to offer, especially in this case. So but I, just to just to kind of piggyback mm -hmm. on that point, a lot of people have their, you know, Islam is for my religion. Mm -hmm. So I have Islam whenever I'm at a masjid. I have Islam yeah, whenever yeah, yeah. you know I'm with I'm amongst Muslims. Mm -hmm. And then like outside of that, outside of those areas, it's just societal norms exactly. or society or culture mm -hmm. that dictates how I how I act. So mm -hmm. I have religion for when it's time to be religious. Mm -hmm. And then at all at all times outside of that time it's like, you know, mm -hmm. I'm doing basically what I want or what the culture has informed me. I think that's mm -hmm. very human too. Like mm -hmm. I mean as humans like we are maybe you shouldn't be, at least I am many times a different complete different person with different people. Mm -hmm. Like even to the smallest thing of like personality difference, like if I know one guy's really into sports I only watch MMA, so I'm just going to talk to him about MMA. Uh -huh. Whereas I talk to someone who only watches, you know, you want to relate to people around you. It's a pretty, it's a pretty human thing. But I think the problem is, as you said, like, and as both of us said, <laughs> um, what we're seeing is we're only making Islam one thing, which is basically us going to the masjid. Mm, yeah. Um, and I, I don't think even kids are necessarily to blame because where, where do kids get it? The parents. Yeah. You know, if you yeah. are like the, the head of your household or, you know, like mother or father, whatever, you're influencing your children. And lots of times kids see like really weird messages in the house. Like they might not, like the family might not pray Jama'ah. Mm. They might not pray with each other whenever they're home. But their religious friend who comes from... The, who comes from parents who the parents know are more religious than them when that kid's over at their house they might do salat jamaat together mm -hmm. and the kid their kid is looking at the situation and that kid is confused thoroughly confused <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and, the, and the parents are not going to say he's more religious we're going to pretend to be more religious yeah, yeah, yeah. but the kid's confused uh, and they're not seeing I guess the beauty of what the religion is yeah. so before sure. I comment on that I kind of want to backtrack to your first point okay. which was that a lot of people don't implement the Islamic solutions because they don't understand the Islamic solutions. So I just wanted to push back a little bit on that. So I, I'd agree with you that there are probably two reasons why people don't implement, at least two reasons why people don't implement Islamic solutions. Either they don't know about it, or they don't fully understand it. Mm -hmm. And if they don't know about it, I'd say like Hussein said, it's your responsibility to go out and find out about it, right? Yeah. And once you find it, if you're not, if you don't fully understand it, who are you to fully understand the solution wait, wait, of God? <laughs> so you're saying, you're saying, mm -hmm. if there's an Islamic solution, mm -hmm. and I don't understand it, implement are, it anyways. Implement it anyways. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Implement it anyways. Even if I, even if I don't understand it. Even once you have, uh, this is assuming that you've like. You know, you've gone, you've done your due, dil due diligence and understand that mm -hmm. this is a religion for you and that this is the God for you and this is the prophet you believe in, these are moms yeah. you believe. Once you've done all that, if you don't understand a rule, sure, you can find out, you can try to find out more about it, but don't just not follow it until you understand it because, because of your, un because you're, that's arrogance. That's straight up arrogance. Yeah. I think I know more than God. So... Until I'm fully convinced about the validity of this practice, mm -hmm. I'm just gonna ignore, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna ignore yeah. it. I'm gonna ignore it, and I'm not gonna implement it. And to add on that, I think that's that's we're, we're missing like the kind of the whole point of Islam and, and Islam itself and what it means. And very often we hear Islam means peace, and Islam means like you know to have peace with one another and stuff. But and as it's been explained by Ahlul Bayt and the Prophet and so on, Islam comes from Taslim, which means submission and surrendering. And we're surrendering to whom? We're surrendering to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So ultimately we know it's we've reached that conclusion already. We've reached the conclusion. We already have we, we have this God, 
He's all wise, all knowing. He's he's uh, he's um, sufficient from us. He doesn't need anything from us. Anything that he tells us to do is for our own good. So what more do we need to accept and to act upon those commands that he's given us, right? I don't need to understand every single detail, every single solution that Islam has for me. I know that's my foundation is that I have a God. He's all wise. I have a prophet. He's infallible. He knows what he's doing. He brought the message. I'm going to obey him. That's it. Even if I don't understand, that's pretty much the whole point of Islam in that sense. And I'm surrendering to that superior being, to that God that knows much more about me than I know of myself. You know? Just, to, just to give an easy, like concrete example to understand this. If I'm sick, yeah. I have a virus, mm-hmm. whatever, I don't yeah. know. I go to the doctor. He gives me a prescription. I'm not asking him every yeah, single yeah. ingredient exactly. of in this prescription. Exactly. I mean, are you going to take the COVID vaccine? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I think anyway. that's no, that's relevant though, because I think the thing is though, right? Hypoth- in, in your scenario, you mm-hmm. already trust your doctor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But in this scenario, no, I, yeah, I'm assuming. I, I, I said from the beginning. Yeah. In this, like, you already I'm bought Assuming in. that you've already bought into this. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. But I think. The underlying issue is that actually a lot of people haven't bought it. Mm. Yeah. Because again, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense unless people are completely just being purposely stupid. Uh huh. <laughs> which I don't think most of the time people don't try to be yeah, stupid. Yeah. For you sure. know. That means they haven't bought it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we've. I mean, we've all had. I think everyone who's grown up Muslim mm-hmm. has n- knows someone that left Islam. And it's had some kind of like conversations about doubts. And if you don't know someone, it's because you know yourself. That was you, bro. You know, like, everyone, everyone knows someone. Could be, yeah. And I think we've all had like those like those late night sleepover discussions with yeah, this person. Yeah, really deep, yeah. Um and that's that that is the issue. It's like it's always just some kind of there there's this deeper doubt, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And it seems like this doubt really holds them back but the thing is people don't voice this doubt until way down the line when they're basically mm-hmm. on the path of yeah. uh, when they're basically on another path uh-huh. you know mm-hmm. they, they, they'll like they'll literally come pray they'll make wudu with you they'll mm-hmm. pray with their parents do all this stuff but by the time they're already talking to a sheikh or a scholar about mm-hmm. their questions they've already in their heart like it's all not for me uh-huh. yeah <laughs> and I just wish that I wish people were more honest early on Mm-hmm. But to be fair, that's why we have to have like safe spaces. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? Because those misconceptions, those doubts, they have to be addressed from the very beginning. And that's why Islam stresses very often. Do not keep those doubts, you know, mm-hmm. especially the more serious there are doubts about God, doubts about the Quran and so on and so forth. Address those doubts. Find somebody who's knowledgeable. Find somebody who can answer those questions for you. Don't leave them lying over here. Mm-hmm. Even if you may think, oh, you know, it's not going to really affect me much. Because it will if you keep thinking about those doubts. And if you keep leaving those question marks and not answering them, down the road sometime, when it may be too late sometimes, then you may have just completely left this thumb yeah. in your heart. They're going to come. They're going to come back. Your in. head is the biggest echo chamber. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, that's yeah. all the banter. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Your head is the biggest echo chamber. Yeah. My mom always used to tell me, you know, if you ever have, and not just about religion, yeah. literally anything. If you ever have, like, doubts about yourself, doubts about where you stand in like, society, this family, literally anything, don't just sit with it yourself. Dude, your mom is smart. You're going to just reaffirm everything. Like your doubts become uh, convictions, you know. And you start acting upon your convictions that were based on shaky doubt. 
from the beginning. Like, exactly. Your head is your biggest echo chamber. That's facts. Like you're basing like, uh, your choices off doubts and not off the actual answers and actual evidence. Yeah, you're going off those doubts. It's like, dude, you like you don't even know what you're following right now. Dude, you know, you, you know what it makes me think of like that is such fact. Shout out to your mom for that <laughs> because. You know, whenever, like, let's say something happened between you and your friend and you, you don't know if what he did was intentional. Mm. You keep it to yourself and then you keep it to yourself and by the time you see him next, it was intentional <laughs> and he meant it because yeah. you were just constantly thinking about that. Yeah. It, like, it's an echo chamber. It's just bouncing mm. back and forth. Mm-hmm. You're replaying it over and over in your head and it's your own thing. Yeah. Just to give a little bit of an anecdote, the reason why she, not, not not the only reason, but one of the reasons why she said that is because I have a big family, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, <laughs> in big families, people are different, personalities are different, sometimes things would happen to someone, mm-hmm. and they get their feelings hurt by it. Yeah. But they wouldn't, like, voice it. They wouldn't voice it at that moment, or they wouldn't voice it to anyone, or like my mother, or something mm-hmm. like that, later. And so they just keep it, they keep it to themselves, and they'd be like, yeah, you know, whatever. It yeah. happened again. And yeah. it happens again because they don't say anything, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, it happens again. And this person that's doing it to them is not even aware that they're doing it to them. Right? And then finally, after they kept it in for so long, it happens again and they just explode. They and, the person that, and then the person that did it, they're like, what is going on? Where is this all coming from? Exactly. Yeah. 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 They didn't speak from the first time. <laughs> and then the person who exploded looks like the jerk. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's it's similar, very similar situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and so very often, okay, there are some things you could sit down and just think about yourself, but yeah. many of these misconceptions, many of these doubts, you're not going to really get to answers by just by sitting down there by yourself and thinking about them. You know, you have to, you're going to have to go and do some research. You're going to have to go do some reading. Ask somebody who's knowledgeable if it's more easy for you. Um, but some things, if the more you think about them, they can even leave you down to more misconceptions and more doubts. And then you even you even start looking for information to con- c- confirm, like exactly. specific exactly. information to confirm yeah. your bias. Uh, yeah, you know? and, and I think, and to be fair, mm-hmm. I do think it's hard to find people who are like very genuine truth seekers. Um, like people who just do research and are just looking for the truth and not, they're not trying to confirm in their, any of their own biases. And I think mm-hmm. the way you know when you're doing that is whenever you find something that challenges challenges you, you don't run away from it. Mm-hmm. You know, like Malcolm X did that. Malcolm X was in prison. He, he challenged himself. He changed himself. And then later as a Muslim, when he think he completely found what he thought was perfect Islam, he went to Hajj. He saw more than just black people. He was like, oh, snap. Uh-huh. I have to reevaluate my whole dean. Yeah. I mean, he didn't leave Mecca. Like, oh, yeah. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. 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 There was a big old rock there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, had to I never know about that. Yeah. 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 So he was he was a true seeker, mashallah. Um, and that's probably been my, again, like we've all, we, all, we all know people that have yeah. left Islam or had, mm-hmm. serious, have, had at one point serious doubts about Islam. And the difference between the people that, that I know that stayed versus that went is that the people that went, my biggest issue with them was that whenever they had a question, they'd come to me. I'm like, uh-huh. who am I? Yeah, right, right. We're talking about I might be able to give you some basics. Mm-hmm. I can't break it down to you like the people that are around us that I know you know as yeah, well as me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And then I think that also goes back to those knowledgeable people making that safe space and making that environment where the, the younger people, the youth, those who have misconceptions, whoever it may be, it's not just always the youth, that they're comfortable enough to go and say, hey, listen, I have these misconceptions, these doubts, I want the answers for them. And, and if they're really showing they're sincere and if they really want these answers, they should have that, um, you know, like, all welcoming from those that scholars really, and yeah. those knowledgeable yeah. people, you know. And this course. And unfortunately, yeah. I've, and 
there are the unfortunate times, and I don't have any statistics, mm -hmm. oh. but I'll make my own. But you know, there are unfortunate times. Like there has to be a, a good amount of times where scholars or people who have power do turn people off of the religion because they're because our because our answer to the question is just so I guess dumb. Like mm -hmm. like so like so unthoughtful. Mm -hmm. Like you're just giving like a like like if someone asking a question that's a technical question, mm -hmm. but they answer technically instead of philo philosophically. Most of the times, like philosophy is your your issue with something, not the technical aspect. Like if I go to a sheikh and I say, "Why do I pray four times a four uh four rakats for dohor?" Mm -hmm. My question isn't why God said pray four rakats. My question is, is there a God? Basically, in my opinion, right? Most of the time. Like, because, these misconceptions, these questions can be based or rooted from a, a much bigger misconception. Exactly, because, God, yeah. because if I do believe in God, I'm not going to question whether it's this command. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whether it's four, a hundred, one, uh, zero. I'm like, I'm going to do whatever he tells me to do. Exactly. So your question is in God, not in for our God's Allah. Uh -huh, exactly. You know? And, that's, and the thing is, I think it's not even with God. Like, if we see... Uh, and if we think about it, if we see somebody who we know is an eligible person, who we know is a believing person, and we see them doing something, you know, questionable to us, you know, it may not make sense to us, especially if we're just watching without even asking them. We're going to think the best of them. We're going to give them benefit of the doubt because we know they're good people. We know they're smart. We know they're God-fearing, right? Maybe we can go ask them later, but we're not going to right away question them and think the worst of them, right? Now, this is with a normal, regular person we know is a smart person or a knowledgeable person or God-fearing. Mm -hmm. Then how then with with the one who created us and the one who's all wise mm -hmm. and, and all knowing and stuff, you know? Absolutely. And I, I want to take this moment to unorganically cut into a new subject because mm -hmm. we do have a plan for this. Uh, unless you, you have anything no, else to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. No. So, because <laughs> we, we came in here with some uh, bullets and points today. We want to talk about what we just talked about. And we also want to talk about marriage because... Mm -hmm. We need to talk about this marriage situation. <laughs> the Muslim community. I don't know how much you guys want to hear three single guys talk about marriage, but anyway. You, you're going to hear about it until we're no longer three single guys. Yeah, right. Until we're no longer a problem. That's the punishment. And then we're still going to talk about because we got to help these other guys get married. That's that's yeah. the goal. Um, but we talked about it a little bit last episode, and I, I forget exactly what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think we, we talked about it very generally. We're talking about you know marriage being the Islamic solution mm -hmm. uh, to Islamic problems, um, and how parents often tell their kids you know wait until you don't study. Yeah, you know, like or that. or basically a very bad criteria how we get married. As they yeah. mentioned, oh, yeah. the the whole race thing, and then we just decided to get married based off of money, doing all this kinds of stuff. But I think it's important to highlight, like, okay, if you're a, if you're a, if you're like our age, like I'm, we're like all 21, right? Yeah, 20. Um, 20, 21, 21. Um, mm -hmm. If you're in your 20s or uh, late teens, or maybe you're like 24, not yeah, married, mid 20s or something. Like that. Whatever. If you're a single guy, I think it's important for us to try to give some kind of solutions, um, because although none of us here are married, we're trying to get married. Mm -hmm. You know, we're we're on that path, yeah. inshallah. inshallah. Um, so. We, we, we got to get some keys out here. Exactly. And unfortunately, I'm telling you, the senior guy's telling you, but that's not my fault. Tell, tell the guys who are married to the community who are making six figures to help out the kids. Right. But until they're, they're married, they're gone. gone. Exactly. Yeah. But as soon as they do it, we're going to do it. Um, and if anyone here is watching this and is annoyed, like, who are these young guys? Okay, bro, you step up. You t talk to these young guys. Come on the podcast. Come on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, right? Because banter. seriously, like, we and see... And that awful banter, guys. We do. Yeah. Because we do see, like, lots of these guys who are just married. And they're just not tell helping these other guys get married. Mm -hmm. Like, bro, you gotta, you gotta get back. So, yeah. 
we're thinking about it. And first of all, I want to know, like, your guys' opinions. Like, mm -hmm. what do you think about, like, I guess, the right way to start going about young marriage? Do you just think people should just, like, like get married off-rip? Or do you think there's, like, some criteria in place for you to get married as a young person? Should I go first or should I? It's a fun boy. So, um, be? For, first and foremost, I think any advice and criteria and whatnot should come from our religion, right? Mm -hmm. um, we know, we should acknowledge the fact that if we haven't already, that we're not more knowledgeable than Allah, we're not more knowledgeable than the Prophet when it comes to this, these different criteria and reasons why or how we should approach marriage, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think first and foremost, we have to understand what marriage is, right? Uh, and that it's just, it's not just you find, you're finding a woman or the opposite gender and fulfilling your desires and that's it, right? Yeah. This is the start of a family. And as, as the Hadith say, the, there's no structure that's built stronger than the structure of the family, right? Mm -hmm. It's so important because you're going to be making that environment for yourself, uh, which is, you know, probably going to be for the rest of your life, you know, uh, and for your children as well. And it all starts from way back and before you even get married and who you choose. You're thinking, okay, I'm getting married for what, right? I'm getting married. Uh, I could be fulfilling the desires, of course, and that's why we have, the, you know, the desires must be fulfilled, right? But there's more than that. I'm getting married so that I can uh, complete my religion, as the the narrations say. Like completing or getting married is completing half religion. Some of them say it's two thirds of your religion, right? It's very important. It's a yeah. big factor, right? But you're not just getting married for the desires. You're getting married as well to uh, contribute to society. Getting married to contributing to religion and serving your religion. How can I let this marriage that I have, or how can I find somebody, or who can I find that can help me? you know, serve the religion and I can serve the religion with them and have children that will serve this religion as well, right? And be religious people first and foremost so that they can actually serve the religion. So mm -hmm. I think that's why the stress comes from the narrations from the prophet. And very often, and back then people would think, you know, the, this is before Islam or even the Arabs generally, whenever they would think of getting married, they think of, you know, wealth and from a famous tribe mm -hmm. and, you know, uh, has a high social status and whatnot. But when Islam came, and the Prophet came with these lessons and with these criteria. The first two characteristics, and he's just, I'm sure you've all heard this, that the person who, if you're pleased with their religion and their akhlaq and their manners, right? So I think, and this is for both, for male and female, right? Of course, there are other details and stuff like, for example, you can't just ignore looks and appearance and physical things. Yeah. You can wake up to this person every day, so you should probably like the way they look, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Probably. And don't just say, unless you're one of the people that just is simply attractive to, like, attracted to intellect and brains. Yeah, you're, you're, you're not woke for yeah, exactly. denying that like, you have like physical bodies in yeah. another realm. Yeah, you're no. not woke, bro. So, but the first, the main two keys, though, is finding their religion. This person is a religious person, right? Mm -hmm. Look at those keys. Does this person care about their prayer? Do they care about their uh, hijab if it's for a woman? And, of yeah. course, for the man, as well, they have their own hijab. You know, are they going around, um, you know, associating with people who are not, you know, associating with women who are not related to them? Are they liking woman pictures that are not, like, covered or and so on and so forth? Right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, and, and a big key is if they're even posting stuff, and I just like it, and they're posting these people who are not observing their hijab and so on and so forth, right? Look for those keys. Um, or, for example, if the person is known uh, to be somebody who attends the masjid and goes to the mosque and, and ultimately cares about their religion, right? And I'm not saying it's they're 100% going to be a good person if they go to the mosque or wear a hijab, yeah. but these are the keys, though. Good signs. Good signs. And if they're missing these basic signs, then you can only imagine what's, what's actually there, right? I feel like, unfortunately, we do still live by, like, basically what the Arabs were doing before. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. And unfortunately, at the same time as that, 
we have to um, we have to have the akhlaq. We have yeah. to have the religion yeah. on point. But we also to to earn, I guess, um, like if we know that people are picking the criteria for marriage is some kind of success. Mm -hmm. It's also our responsibility to show some kind of success. To mm -hmm. I mean, or to show that we're on that path uh -huh. mm -hmm. because. At the end of the day, you can keep praying for a wife, yeah, you know, and yeah. Allah provides. But at the end of the day, like, bro, you, you, it sounds bad. You got to play the game to an extent. Yeah. If, if the game is success, then okay, how can I play this game and also be a good Muslim? And it's not like being a Muslim is not part of the game yeah. to an extent, yeah. right? Like, mm -hmm. we should be successful. We should, you know, sure. if you're, yeah. if you're, the role of a husband is to provide, it's yeah. the same. Yeah. So it's like, okay. At least show that you're almost about to be able to sustain yeah. my. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I argue that's not really playing the game. That's, it's not playing the game. I, I argue it's not playing the game. I argue that having a plan and having goals in mind for you to be able to eventually fulfill your responsibility of being that provider, that is following what you're supposed to do. Yeah. No, it is. But I'm saying to some, this, that is a game because there's a misconception. I, is. I think maybe playing the game would be waiting until I'm in my career and making six figures and then looking for a wire. A lot of people play the game. A lot of people playing the game. A lot of people playing the game. A lot of people playing the game. A lot of people not playing the right game. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. yeah, I mean that that would be my argument. I I don't think, you know, having things like have, expecting a young, a young man to have a plan about what they're going to do with their life, how they're going to make money, mm -hmm. have a plan for how they plan to like provide for their wife and their mm -hmm. eventual children. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's like imposing this strict societal rule on No, I don't I don't think on, it is uh, either. On yeah. marriage. Now, these are the things you're supposed to do. And ideally a religious person is not just in their house praying. And it's not just You said it last time. Yeah. A religious person is not just in their house praying. They're not just it's like showing good akhlaq and having good manners. Mm -hmm. yeah. They're doing the, they're out in society doing these things. The imams worked. The prophet yeah. worked. They yeah. had yeah. jobs. They, had job. <laughs> <laughs> they went out into society, they yeah. did things. They weren't just recluses in their house and they were the most spiritual of people that and they had walked this earth. And it wasn't just that, you know, it wasn't just like one type of job. They were they were doing sometimes just physical work, sometimes they were also teaching and they were helping people and they were like meeting with people, answering people's questions. They weren't just by themselves worshiping their God because, and that's what Islam also, one of the things that it tackled was um, that kind of monk type of living yeah. and seclusion and whatnot, right? Islam is all about helping the community. Islam is all about being part of the community. Um, first and foremost, of course, you, you're helping yourself, providing for yourself, and helping out your family, and trying to grow your family in that environment at home. Mm -hmm. But then you're also trying to be a part of society. You're trying to be out there helping others. Trying to be out there, you know, um, you know, addressing these issues with the people, right? Not just everybody kind of all by themselves. And the only time they ever meet is in the masjid to pray, and then everybody <laughs> goes back to their own seclusion, uh, seclusion life. Yeah. Right? So I think the problem is we have we have created like a disconnect. Mm -hmm. Again, it's like, it's like we keep putting Islam into a box that Islam does not belong in. Mm -hmm. And I think, I mean, I, I don't know why that is. I, I don't have the answer for it. But it's important, like, you guys are both highlighting these, these amazing points. Mm -hmm. Like, I guess, at least myself, I know my problem growing up was whenever I want to get married and I was younger, I was only focusing on the spiritual, on, again, I'm so, even, I'm doing it. It's, it's like a, it's like a, 
it's it's Freudian. You know, it's like it's like in your mind. It's like I I was gonna say I'm focusing on the spiritual aspect. Mm-hmm. When that's not the spiritual aspect, that's the praying aspect. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. just like, oh yeah, like give me a wife. Yeah, but exactly. instead, if I back then was working like I am now, uh-huh. right now I'd probably be married. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I so wouldn't be having I'll be telling y'all exactly what I did. Yeah. Uh, how I was successful. Yeah, so let's yeah. talk about this. Like this is Islam basically really gives us the outline of what it means to be a, a complete human being, mm-hmm. you know, like, mm-hmm. again, like, uh, I was reading an amazing book. I'm going to mention it again in this episode. Like I did the last one It's called marriage of morals by mm-hmm. Sayyid Muhammad Rizvi. It's an amazing, beautiful book. And it talks about like this, I guess these, these misconceptions that we have, mm-hmm. right. I, I, there, there's a hadith, um, in the book and I'm paraphrasing it cause I'm not an encyclopedia. So don't, don't hate me. Mm-hmm. But the hadith it, it basically went across the lines of a woman came to the Holy prophet, peace be upon him. And she came up to him and was like, basically she was talking to the Prophet, like, listen, like, Rasulullah, my husband fasts all day mm-hmm. and prays all night yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't eat meat. And I guess eating meat is probably some kind of sign of like, like lack of energy. You know, like he doesn't eat like any kind of protein, whatever. I think it's like trying to be like, um, try to leave those those nice foods of the world and just bear with only like bread and yeah. salt and water. Like trying to be like a yeah. holy man. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and, and basically... The lady was insinuating that he doesn't he doesn't uh, come to his wife yeah. for any any kind of urges at all. Basically, mm-hmm. he's just like yeah. salam. Oh, I yeah. can't see see you without your hijab. Type B. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's his wife. And um, how I remember how I remember the narration I could be wrong, but basically I I remember it as he was so the holy prophet was so upset when he heard this that he left the house without wearing these slippers. He had them in his hand wow. and bust down the door. Mm-hmm. He got this prank, like, you know, extra salat. He's like, stop it, bro. <laughs> like, like, you're walling out. Um, he just saw, obviously, the only problem I was saying, you're walling out. Uh, that's that's me saying. You know, so it's like... That's your commentary. Yeah, that's my, that's my commentary. <laughs> Translation, you're walling out. So you see, like, this is even, like, a misconception we had then. Yeah, and there were, there were, like, groups of people that, like, Literally became monks, Islamic monks, right? Mm-hmm. They fasted from food, they fasted from worldly desires, they stopped like being with their wives, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Yeah, we." They were like, "We made this vow to God." They yeah. were telling yes. the, the yeah. Prophet they were, was yeah. telling him, you know, we made this vow to God, and yeah. then the ayah comes down, like, "Allah does not hold you to your, yeah. <laughs> to yeah. your, yeah. your stupid vows, basically." Something like that. Allah, yeah. Something along those lines. Yeah. Allah does not hold you to your vows that. And the, the to prophet told him, he was like, I, I don't fast every day. I go with, you know, with my wife yeah. and I um, sleep at night. You think you're better than me. Yeah, you think you're better than me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that's like these misconceptions, I feel like, are like a timeless thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like we, we, we see spirituality, we think it's like very abstract and, you know, being like on a new, on a, on a, on a, a, a new level. And we even mm-hmm. see it nowadays, like with social media, like people who are like trying to be the, like, People who weren't spiritual try to be spiritual become the exact polar opposite. And I think exactly. Islam wants yeah. us to have some kind of like balance. balance. And I think the the difficulty is is like we our responsibility is to exist in the world and be very much part of the world, yeah. but not be of sure. the world. For sure. And that is so hard. <laughs> That's so difficult. It's difficult. It's very yeah. difficult. Very well said. Because it's difficult of like of, of differentiating or like you know making sure that the this dunya and this world is a means more than like the goal and the yeah. ends, right? It's like it's not your end goal to, to have like uh to get the best of this world, right? You're using it as a means to ultimately serve serve a last upon yeah. time. Right? And I feel it feels like to me at least, while you're here you're supposed to get as much done as you can, like in, in a good yeah. way though. Like yeah. be a millionaire. 
Why not? Like, don't think money is bad, mm -hmm. but are you doing it to, like to serve a lot, serve your community, to For be sure. that like be that inspiration to people? Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. give these kids some scholarships, like spread that wealth. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Or are you doing it to fulfill your ego? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's the intention. You can, and that's what some people think they have this conception of. You know, Islam is against having money. Islam yeah. is against being rich and whatnot. And that's not the case. And 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 it all goes back to like their misconception and their. Uh, their their picture of Islam as saying it's just very spiritual in that sense of spiritual and only praying and fasting and leaving everything in this world pretty much and kind of living all by yourself and that's not the case you know and very often the the bit would stress on you know wealth being a very good helper in, in iman and mm -hmm. belief because you know when you're when you're in a good financial situation it helps you not lose belief and it helps you know yeah. uh, go and help out others and you know whatever for example sometimes. Some people would come and they say, I, I, I can't get married because I don't have a dowry, for example, and then say, okay, give him some money, and so on and so forth. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Wealth is very much important. It's very much necessary. In this world. And have, so, I have a big house and have, hold my job that's in it for us. You know? Yeah. Why don't you come a little closer, by the way? I think right, we, have yeah, some, for sure, for sure. we have a lot of gap All right. between here. Yeah, get, get a little closer. I want you more on camera. Um, it's this corner two times. I'm just afraid you guys will eat me up. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, we go. We're like, we're not, we're, this is a lot. This is a lot of snuggles. Oh, right. So, I think we went over, we went over some great points. Yeah. I think now let's talk about like con constructive, uh, applicable points mm -hmm. for someone right now. If you're a young man, you're watching this, and you want to get married. You're 16. Hopefully, like the younger you're watching this, the better, because uh, we've all been on this path. Yeah. And uh, I guess if we share with you guys right now, and you're younger. Inshallah, by the time you're 19, you, you're you at where we're at, um, at while we're 21 and 20. So I would say, like, let, let's go around and give, give, you know, give some advice. I guess I'll start yeah. and let you guys think about what you have to say. Personally, I think the best thing to understand is, like, money is not bad. And I think when I was younger, again, I, I was misconceiving money as non-spiritual, bad thing, um, or like trying to go for money is wrong and I, I was super focused on my passion. My background was I want to be a filmmaker. You know, filmmakers are notoriously poor. <laughs> notoriously <laughs> yeah, poor. Yeah. And I'm Muslim and I'm, I'm Middle Eastern. I'm half Iranian. So my dad's like yeah. freaking out like, oh my God, my son's trying to do <laughs> filmmaking. I, I want you to get married, bro. And I was super set on that path and I, I have no regrets, alhamdulillah. But I wish I realized early on that I can still be a filmmaker and not have to just study study filmmaking. Like, look at the example from the Athlete Bay, mm -hmm. uh, peace be upon them. They, like, I mean, dude, they, they all have multiple jobs. Mm -hmm. Imam, Imam Ali Islam was, you know, who made wells, was a farmer, right? <laughs> like, he, he, he had many different jobs. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he did what he had to do to pay the bill. Yeah, they're very, they're very much so, you know, were making a living. You know, yeah, and exactly. me, like, I was just thinking, I'm going to be a filmmaker, make money doing film. And right now, in my, in my way now, I am pursuing filmmaking. Mm -hmm. You know, that this podcast, I enjoy editing this podcast, I have my own YouTube channel, I'm filmmaking. But I'm also studying uh, something that actually pays money. You know, it <laughs> yeah. pays enough money yeah. for what I want my, me and my family to be to be having. Yeah. You know, so I, I wish, I guess, to summarize that point, have your passion, right? If, you, if you're passionate about whatever. Whatever you're passionate about, do that thing. But have that thing you're passionate about and then have that thing that you know for sure can get you money. And do both those things at the same time. Because it's good to be someone who has multiple skills. Because at the end of the way, at the at the end of the day, the only way to there's no guarantee, but the only way to guarantee income is by having a skill set. It's not by just it's not just like a degree or your your education. It's what can you do? 
So whether you're an electrician, a plumber, you can edit videos. If you have a skill, that means you are qualified for someone to give you their money because you can do something for them. And then just one thing to add, Imam says, The value of every person is what he can do, pretty much. His skills, right? Mm -hmm. You know, the more skills you have, the more value you can contribute, the more you have to contribute to society, and ultimately that'll, that'll all benefit you as well, because wow. you can make income and you can put those skills to good use, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I'd say, uh, so I'm going to say something broad, and then I'm going to get a little bit more mm -hmm. specific. Yeah. Let's say, trust in Allah, and don't limit yourself. And what I mean by that is, so, and this is for male, female, um, but I guess I'm taking specifically more of the male aspect here. Put your, get yourself together, you know, get yourself in order, get your plan together, which are all things that you should be doing religiously as well, like mm -hmm. we said. Yeah. Um, get your plan together. And then, once you put your best foot forward, step back and leave the rest to, to God, you know? Mm -hmm. If you approach someone and they don't want, and they don't want to take uh, a, "Quote unquote risk on you." Yeah. Um, then that wasn't that's not that was, the world. It, that's not the end of the world. Exactly. That wasn't meant to be. Yeah, so yeah. move on. Exactly. Yeah. You know, don't be so. Don't be so like limited in your vision. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, I have to. You know, that's just. I have to do everything in order to please these specific type of people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Move on. Low abundance. Low abundance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, if they if they didn't want to take you, then it probably wouldn't be good for you anyway. You yeah. That's not. That's not for you anyway. Yeah. You know, and that's. Men, that's for male and female, you know. And there's always more options and opportunities out there, and um, more chances. It's not like that's the only one. That's the night screwed. So yeah, just, just put your. That would be my advice. Put your best foot forward, and legitimately put your best foot forward. This is not yeah, like, yeah. you know, I tried everything, and you haven't really yeah, tried everything. Exactly. I mean, legitimately. I am so tired of hearing. <laughs> of hearing, I tried everything, <laughs> yeah. and then I ask like one, like one scenario. Like, oh, I didn't try that. Yeah. yeah God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you so know, get yourself in order. Yeah, don't be lazy about it. Come on. Don't be Put lazy. Yeah. Again, these are things you're supposed to be doing religiously. These are not yeah. just like random societal standards. Mm -hmm. um, get yourself together, have a plan, and then put your best foot forward, leave the rest to, leave the rest to God. Yeah, I think one thing I would say, um, and as I was mentioned before, um, ultimately, ultimately, our goal and purpose in life is to worship and serve Allah, right? Um, and as we've been explaining, it's not restricted to fasting and praying. You serve Allah in so many different ways, and, and, and actually one of the best ways, or one of the best types of worship, as the hadith say, is seeking a halal income, right? Mm -hmm. For example, so uh, ultimately, find the person, or look, for, and, and really put that in your head, that listen, the most important thing I have is my religion, right? Is my, is my belief in God, is my service to God and obedience to Him, right? And I don't want to leave that. I don't want to stray from that. I don't want to disobey God, right? So I want to find somebody uh, that that's really going to help me. And, and don't fool yourself. Ultimately, you know yourself, okay, this person is probably not going to be helpful in my religion, right? And if you find somebody that's, you know, you were at first were attracted to um, and you're interested in them and they don't fill this, if, you know, fulfill this requirement, you know, don't get so caught up on that. There's There are more out there, right? Uh, it's not the end of the world if that one person is wasn't suitable for you in this because it's a very it's a very important condition right it's a very uh, important condition that has to be met it's not like one of those smaller things that oh it's a bonus if they can have it it's like if they don't have the religion and if they have if they don't have that belief and they don't have that uh, obedience down then they're missing out on a lot and there's they're they're missing a lot and that shouldn't be the person I'm kind of interested in right now you know because ultimately ultimately as I said your purpose here is is to worship God is to serve God. 
and it's very important that the person that you're living with and you're going to have children with is kind of on that same level, yeah. you know. So, I think that this conversation is kind of coming to an end, but as as we wrap up, before, I just want to, and I know I probably shouldn't have to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Mm -hmm. This is, when we're talking about this, please, 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 don't get the impression that we're like talking down on people or mm -hmm. like think that we're holier than everyone. Yeah, no, you know? for sure, for sure. Each one of us has struggles, has things that we struggle with daily, you know, hourly, by the minute, <laughs> you know, and we're all just working to improve our, our status in the eyes of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, and so I, I know I should probably shouldn't have to say that, but I just want to... But make, you got you, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think this but I just want to make that yeah. very clear, mm -hmm. very clear. And all I think all we're saying is ultimately, this life, this religion is not meant to be taken as a game. And I just want to read one ayah Quran just to be maybe yeah. a little corny. Yeah. One ayah Quran. Bro, you're better than me, bro. <laughs> one ayah Quran. You said I don't read the Quran. No, 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 no